بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد my dear respected brothers sisters and that brings me to the next part and I'm going to end with this and that is what we have done with our ibadat right you got a car right why do you have a car for what go from a to b to take you from a to b but supposing you find brother ahmed you go to his house you see this is his car it is shining like a diamond because every morning he is polishing it and washing it and cleaning it and he is doing everything with his car and subhanallah every day he makes tawaf for this car you know he put flowers on it and then you see him walking from one point to another point he is tired he is exhausted say sheikh why are you walking and why are you tired what happened to your car is broken down no 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 My car is beautiful, man. What are you saying? It's not broken down. It's beautiful. Wallahi, ajeeb. You have a car which runs, which works and everything else. And you sit in it every day and you say, MashaAllah, what a lovely car. Look at the steering. Look at the seat. Look at this. Look at that. But you never turn the engine. You never start the car. You never use the car. What good is this car? This, illa mashaAllah, is what we have done with our ibadat. right we we pray for the sake of prayer this is not the salah is not for its own sake what did allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say about salah he said two things in one place allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said aqimu salata li dhikri establish the salah for my dhikr for my remembrance this is the purpose allah did not say ملکرات there is a purpose to the salah salah is not for its own sake so if i if i just prayed now i must ask myself am i still committing sins whatever sins i was committing before salatul isha if they still continue after salatul isha then this salatul isha is trash it's a waste i'm not telling you not to pray but i'm just saying that think about it this is not the reason why the salah is for tanha anil fahshai wal munkar we are we fast why why la'allakum tattaqun the purpose of fasting is not to lose weight or you know to to adjust your electrolyte balance no purpose of fasting is so you become muttaqun who is a muttaqi the muttaqi is the one whose primary number one concern is is allah pleased with me so if that is not happening if there is no taqwa in my life and i still continue 
boi raftar be dhangi then my fasting is what just hunger and thirst allah does not need hunger and thirst allah does not need anything but i'm saying just hunger and thirst is not going to help you just like the car is meant for something and the car is useful only if that purpose is achieved is no good having a car if you are not going to use it the car is not a piece of decoration in your driveway just like that the salah is not a piece of decoration in the masjid the fasting is not a piece of decoration in one year one month in the year called ramadan and we have iftar parties and this and that and the other and at the end just stop and say did i become a muttaqi is there any grade in my in my taqwa did something increase what happened or is it only eating and drinking and oh we had a great time and wonderful we all got together no 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 <coughs> so to introduce allah subhanahu wa taala to the people we need to know allah to know allah we have to get the purpose of ibadah because how do you know allah by ibadah right we allah created us wa khalaqtu al-jinna wal insa illa li'abudu allah created us for his ibadah and how will the ibadah benefit me if i fulfill the purpose of the ibadah so when i am praying when i am doing salah when i am establishing salah i must ask myself why am i standing here for what li dhikri li dhikrullah am i remembering allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or is my mind wandering all over the place <laughs> And second thing is tanha anil fahsha wal munkar what is the change in my life hmm? the strange thing is we apply this standard to everything in life except our religion if somebody is going to the gym unless he is the reception receptionist or something he also goes to the gym sits behind the counter no but if somebody is a member of the gym and is going to the gym to exercise What does he do? He measures. What about my, you know, waistline and what about my arms and biceps and triceps and and thighs and back and what not, what not, right? I mean, otherwise, why, why are you going for what? He measures. Everything we do, we always have some purpose. This is, you you go you 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 are working in an organization for what? There's a purpose. But without the no, you go through the Allah Akbar, Salaam alaikum, Salaam alaikum. So I remind myself and you, let us focus on this. Let us know Allah, and remember that when we know Allah, the measurement of that is in the heart, no fear and no hope from anyone other than Allah. That is the meaning of Iyya Kanabu the Iyya Karastai. No fear, no hope from anyone other than Allah. We we do not ask anyone other than Allah. We don't ask anyone other. We ask Allah. If I'm asking Allah and I'm asking also somebody else, what is that? Right? We ask only Allah. We do not ask Ghairullah. It's very simple. Imam Hasan Basri, Rahmatullahi, was walking somewhere, going somewhere, and he overheard a conversation. There was one man who was. complaining about his life to another man hasan basri stopped and he said what is the point of telling your woes and your problems 
ٹو دس مین واٹ کین یو ڈو ہی ایز نو قدرت ہی سیڈ یو آر کمپلیننگ اباؤٹ ار رحمان ٹو دا ون ہو ایز نو رحمان ہی سیڈ یو آر کمپلیننگ اباؤٹ ار رحمان ٹو دا ون ہو ایز نو رحمان واٹ از گوئنگ ٹو ڈو ہاؤ کین یو ہیلپ یو یو آسک اونلی اللہ یو ڈو ناٹ آسک اینی بڈی ایلس آئی وانٹ ٹو کلوز ود ون مائی موسٹ فیوریٹ اسٹوریز of the Salaf al-Salihil and that is the story of Hatim al-Asam Rahmatullahi He was a contemporary of Imam Ahmad and he was called al-Asam the deaf because of his akhlaq One day an elderly woman came to him to ask some question and when she sat down accidentally she passed some gas quite loudly so she got very embarrassed and then she noticed that Hatim al-Asam was like vague his face was he didn't register anything and then when she started speaking to her to him He said, I am sorry, I am deaf, I can't hear. Please speak loudly. Speak loudly. So she felt, Alhamdulillah, he did not hear what happened with me. Eh? See the akhlaq of people. This is a great scholar. I'm not saying he should have laughed at her or that he would not do, but I mean, there was no need to pretend to be deaf, but he was. He said, I, I can't hear you. So people said he's deaf. The story is I'm talking about asking only Allah and having faith only in Allah and fearing no one other than Allah. The story is that one day he had a little daughter. He had several children. One was a little daughter. So his daughter came and she saw him sitting and he had tears flowing from his eyes. So she said, Ya Abu. She said, Ya Abi, why are you crying? What happened? So he said, no, nothing. He said, no, no, tell me, why, why are you crying? What happened? He said, I had this great desire to go for Hajj. This year I had this great desire to go for Hajj. But the problem is that I have only enough money to go for Hajj. I mean, those days used to be gone for, you know, almost six months. He said, I have only that much money. He said, I asked your mother, can I go? And, you know, inshallah, Allah will provide for you guys. She said, no. He said, no. If you don't have money to leave with us, then you can't go. So he said, what to do? This little girl said, don't worry, I, I will talk to my mother. Hmm? So... She went and she did whatever she did and his mother, his wife permitted him to go. So Hatim al-Asam, Rahmatullah was very happy. He went and it so happened it was the last caravan going. After that, there's no caravan going from there. So he last came, he went and paid the money and they left. 
Now, as they were going on the way, a day or two passed, and the caravan, the chief of the caravan, got bitten by a scorpion. In the desert, there are scorpions. Got bitten, and he was in intense pain. He was literally thrashing around with pain. So they came and told Hatim Alasan. They said, "This is what has happened to him." Went, and he made dua for this man to be cured, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala cured the man. That man was so grateful. He said to Hatim Alasan, "Here is your money back," and he said, "You are my guest for this whole trip of Hajj until I bring you back home here." <coughs> right. So Hatim Alasan, he raised his hand and said, "Yar, you took care of me. Now take care of my family." Now, meanwhile, couple of weeks pass, three weeks pass, and now things are tough. They have run out of money, or they are running out of money. Issues of food and this and that. And the lady now, the, his wife, uh, she got tough with this girl, and she said to this girl, "You are the you are the cause of this. I mean, your father was here, and you made me agree, and now he's gone, and now look at us, and we we are in trouble, and we have no food, and what to do?" And this girl has a big smile on her face. So the mother gets even more. Even more angry. So what? I mean, you know what is this? We are in trouble. You are like you're smiling. She's smiling. A day or two later, there's a knock on the door. They open the door. There is the ADC, the military commander of the governor of the province, the Rais. So the man says, "The Rais is passing by here, and we have run out of water. Do you have any drinking water?" They said yes. So they went and. They had a well in the house. They got the water. They put it in a nice jar and you know put a tablecloth and so on, so on. After all, they're giving it to the to the representative of the king. So they presented the water. Now Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala put such baraka in this water. This governor drank the water. It was sweet. It was so beautiful. The man says, "Where did you get the water from?" So they said to him, "Ya Sayyidi, it's from this house." Who's this house? He said, "It's Hatim Al Asam's house." He said, "The the scholar, the the sayyid is yes, this is the the scholar." He said, "I want to meet him. I want to meet him." So the governor said, uh, so, "So they said to him, he is not here. He is uh, gone off for Hajj, and his family." So the governor says, "Then that family, until he comes back, is my family." And he ordered the people. He said, "You will take care of them." Then what he did was he rode his horse. Close to the wall, and you know they used to wear these belts, which are uh, which were engraved with gold and silver and and and, and jewels and whatnot, and they had pouches of uh, with gold coins in them. This, that was a dressing. He took off his belt and he threw it over the wall, and then he said, "Whoever loves me, do what I did." And next thing you know, there are. Pouches of gold coins and belts and God knows what flying over that wall. And these people, their courtyard has got gold coins all over the place. They never saw that much gold in their lives. I mean, they, these are poor people. And Atim Al Asam Rahmatullahi was known for somebody who had this, who was a who was a great mutawakkil, and he was he always relied on Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And his his principle in life was whatever is zayda zaruri. More than what is necessary, he would give it, give it away in sadaqa. He would not keep it. So obviously they didn't have much in the house. 
suddenly there is gold everywhere the uh, writer of the story says that later on one of the merchants came and said to the to his wife the belt of the governor he said sell it back to me i will i want to go and present it to the guy because he liked the belt very much so sell it back he said she said take it no they sell it and he drove the price up so no this two less two less two until she gave her a colossal amount of money for that belt now when all this happened obviously the, the lady is very happy everybody is very happy then the lady says where is this little girl they go looking for her she is sitting inside a room and she is weeping mother said you are a strange one eh when we were starving when we had difficulty you had a big smile on your face now there is all this gold and everything else and you know now we are set for the rest of our lives forget about months this is enough for us to live for generation you are crying why are you crying what's wrong with you she says my mother this is the result of a slave of allah who looked at us with karam hey this is the result of a slave of allah who looked at us with karam what will happen when we meet ar rahman ar rahim what about the al karim So what is this is nothing what will happen when we meet allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is the meaning of knowing allah not knowing about allah but knowing allah that little girl knew allah it's not a question of who is allah not a question of knowing about allah she knew allah subhanahu wa ta'ala she was connected to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because she made dua she said ya rab my father has gone i i i gave my word so help us so help us i remind myself when you my brothers and sisters it is the same deen it is the deen of hatim al asan it is the deen of imam ahmad it is the deen of deen of imam abu hanifa it is the deen of the sahaba of rasulullah sallallahu it is the deen of abu bakr and umar and uthman and ali and hasan and husain and talha and zubair and sa'd bin mu'ad and sa'd bin sa'd bin jabal mu'ad bin jabal and radiyallahu anhum ajma'in it is the deen of khadija and it is the deen of aisha and it is the deen of of hafsa and it is the deen of all the ummul mu'minin radiyallahu anhum اجمعين it is the deen of muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wa sallam this is our deen nothing has changed nothing has changed it is the same rabb jalla jalaluhu and it is same habib muhammad mustafa sallallahu alaihi wa sallam nothing has changed may allah protect us we have changed we have changed the deen has not changed it is the same rab to whom the daughter the little girl the daughter of hatima al-asam raised her hands and he answered her 
Why doesn't he answer me? Why doesn't he answer us? How is it we make dua and more dua and more dua, nothing happens? You have to ask this question. It's not because he does not hear, because he said, Wahu was Samuel Basir. He hears and he sees. Why does nothing happen? Because we have to know how to take. And that taking begins with obedience to him, Jalla Jalalu. It begins with obedience to him, Jalla Jalalu. It begins with following the sunnah of his Habib Muhammad Rasulullah Wasallam. And the greatest sunnah is to take his message to the world. Wearing the amama is a sunnah. Keeping a beard is a sunnah. Wearing the trouser over the ankle is a sunnah. But Rasulullah did not come in this world to teach us how to tie the amama. He came to teach us how to introduce Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the creatures. That is the greatest sunnah. So let us do that. In every moment of our lives, not only on serozas and chillas and so on, no. Every moment of our lives, every walking, talking moment must be a moment of inviting towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Through our lives, through our businesses, through our homes, through our schools and colleges, everywhere. Then see how things happen. And then just like it happened with the others, when you raise your hands, Allah will give you and subhanAllah, Allah will give you until you are tired. You will say, Bas, Ya Rab, I cannot take anymore. Allah will give you until you are tired. Aap thag jayenge, itta dega Allah aapko. Allah ki maan ke chalo. Allah ko naraz karke nahi milega. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to be pleased with us and never to be displeased. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Rab, Ya Zal Jalali wa Likram, Ya Arhamar Rahimin, Ya Akram al Akramin, Ya Aziz al Hakim. أنت ولينا في الحياة الدنيا وفي الآخرة طبفنا مسلما ولقنا بالسالحين والله هلبس والله هلبس والله put your خشيه put your love put your the fear of your displeasure into our hearts and establish it firmly in our hearts and illuminate our hearts with your nur and with your خير and your بركة and drive out all the zulmat and all the darkness of fear and hope from anyone other than you. Make our lives completely and totally obedient to and on the sunnah of Habib Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And make us beacons of guidance for ourselves as well as whoever comes into contact with us. ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر لنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الغرار ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين يا أيها القيوم برحمتك نستغيث أصلح لنا شأننا كل لا إله إلا أنت وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا رحمة الرحيمين والحمد لله